This program is presented by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland, Michigan. This presentation coincides with programming on Midland Government Television, covering government affairs in the City of Midland. The following presentation of the Midland City Planning Commission will begin in a moment. The Midland City Planning Commission is responsible for overseeing the City's Master Plan, conducting public hearings, and offering recommendations to the City Council on a wide range of local land use issues. The Planning Commission consists of nine Midland residents who are appointed by the City Council. Planning Commission meets two Tuesdays per month at 7 p.m. in Council Chambers at City Hall. This presentation is provided by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland. Replays of this meeting can be found on MGTV Channel 188 on Charter Spectrum, through Channel 99 on AT&T or on demand at www.cityofmidlandmi.gov. Select meetings are available on MCTV Network's Government Affairs Podcast Channel. Welcome to the regular meeting of the Midland City Planning Commission for Tuesday, June 11th, 2019. This meeting is called to order. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Lowell, would you put your mic on? Thank you. I think we're all set. Mr. Marshall, please call roll. Spain. Here. Hannah. Here. Kullinger. Here. Panasic. Here. McLaughlin. Here. Rogers. Here. And Mayville. Here. Okay, uh, we have a quorum. Uh, next, we have approval of the minutes from the last meeting. Are there any changes or comments? Seeing none, do we have any uh, motion to approve? I move they approve the minutes of the last meeting. Any second? I'll second. Okay, we have a motion and a second. All in favor, say aye. 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 All opposed, same sign. Oh, motion's carried, minutes are approved. Uh, next, tonight we have a one public hearing. And I want to explain the process we're going to have first for the public hearing before we get started with that. Uh, first, we have a staff presentation and overview of the petition. Then the petitioner can uh, provide a presentation, give any comments, answer questions. Then we have a place for the public comments in support of the petition and in public comments in opposition to the petition. And then we have an opportunity for a petitioner to rebut and provide final comments if there are public comments in opposition. We will then close the public hearing and then uh, the Planning Commission will deliberate with possible decision uh, tonight. Okay, with that we have the one public hearing uh, on site plan number 387 initiated by Roll Professional Service Company on behalf of Dr. Jennifer Nash for review and approval of an 8,304 square foot medical office building located at 2711, 
2721, 2801, and 2811 West Wackerly Street. Nicole. Good evening, Commissioners. Again, we just went over um, the broad brush strokes of this project, but I'll just add one little thing. Um, the address of this uh, development will be 2801 West Wackerly Street, but that is a combination of 2711, 2721, 2801, and 2811 all combined. This is an OS office service district. Taking a look at the aerial, you'll notice that the parcels in question are bounded at the north by West Wackerly Street and both at uh, the south there um, is Shade West and then um, to the west of the parcel as well that Shade West kind of wraps around. And then um, moving a little bit closer, we see the parcels right now are largely vacant with um, some adjacent office off to the east, West Wackerly there to the north and Shade West to the south. You'll notice that this, these parcels um, back to the Shade West um, condo developments there. So adjacent to residential. And then taking a quick look at zoning, again, this is a, um, a permitted use by right, medical offices within the OS Office Service District and um, fits nicely within that district with a pocket of neighborhood commercial to the north um, and then to the south RA4, that residential we talked about in the Office Service District continuing kind of adjacent to the um, northwest there. If we take a look at the site plan, I'll draw your attention to a couple of things. Um, I always like to use the landscaping plan because I think it gives you a better idea of what the site will look like. Um, we did find that the site plan addressed all of the items in our site plan checklist um, with only the two contingencies that we see with every development um, maintaining through that process. To look at the site plan, um, we see the pedestrian connections here to the sidewalk running north to south and then um, east to west along to the front um, entry there. Lots of landscaping shrubbery to um, screen or create a privacy screen along the southern boundary there. Um, this is the trash location that I mentioned in the staff report at the southern termination of the drive lane. Um, uh, water to stormwater detention area here and again um, some pretty pretty good screening there along both the east and west um, boundaries of the parcel. And then again, screening from this view, um, additional trees and shrubbery along that northern um, boundary of the parcel as well. Um, pointing out just a couple of other things, we also see there will be bike racks here, which are hard to see on the landscaping plan, but it is there. And then um, the proposed garage that you saw in the site plan as well. When we do talk about natural features, like I mentioned before when looking at the aerial, the parcels are largely vacant just now. Taking a look at elevation, going to have a, a look there. Um, I'm kind of bouncing all around, my apologies. I'm going to go back to the site plan for just a second and talk about not just pedestrian circulation but vehicular circulation as well. There is a single driveway um, in compliance with the commercial driveway um, regulations found in the zoning ordinance and um, parking is found to be more than adequate. Um, you may recall from taking a look at that staff report that um, there are, the requirement is 44 spaces for this development. Um, the development seeks to go above that and so we're at 53, which is about 120%, which is still within our um, range of what we allow for parking. Um, 
in terms of exterior lighting, we see 16 total fixtures for um, 15 foot poles, to, right around there, um, 12 nine foot poles, and all of those are interior to the subject parcel. When taking a look at the photometric plan, um, we do show one foot candle or less at every property line. So that is also in compliance. Um, in terms of public services, we do find that um, having that dumpster at the southern termination of the drive lane makes it quite easy for public services to access. Um, and then also, um, we did find an evaluation of the site plan that Dial-A-Ride could also enter and exit through the existing, or what will be the proposed driveway um, when the development is complete. We did not see any health or safety concerns identified in the review of the plan, and the proposed development is intended to be complete in one um, phase, so no need to work on sequencing. Um, in terms of impact to adjacent parcels, we don't see any of that as the um, development is contained within the subject parcels as identified. In terms of signage, we do show that um, on the plan here, although it's not called out on the landscaping plan, it's this little guy right here. And um, as a standard practice, that will go through the city sign permitting process with the building, the building department after the close of our work. A question? Sure. The top says Dollar General. It doesn't oh say Oh my goodness, I did not change it. My apologies. I don't know how I missed that. This is in fact Dr. Jennifer Nash. I just missed it. Use that as a template. My apologies. I just thought maybe we had two different plans. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I managed to change the site plan number, but not in fact the title. How I managed to do that. My apologies. The number is correct. Yes, 387 <laughs> is our yep. site plan number. Um, moving on to elevations. Um, we talked a little bit about exterior lighting. Um, ingress and egress, we do see on the front there that um, entry, the canopy over here, entry there. Um, other than that, we were excited to see that pedestrian connection to the public sidewalk grid um, put in there so that folks can ride their bikes, hopefully, and walk to the doctor's office when they need to go. I don't know how often we see that. Maybe that's a question for the petitioner. Um, moving right along, we do find that the site plan is compliant with setbacks, landscaping, preliminary stormwater, and all other ordinance requirements. The items that I mentioned at the very beginning, um, a final stormwater management plan and permit application must be approved um, by the city engineering department. And then a file soil, final soil erosion and sedimentation control permit must also be approved by the city building department. Those are the only two remaining contingencies. In terms of process, obviously we're here tonight. The public hearing with the planning commission on June 11th, should you choose to make that decision tonight, it would then go on for city council consideration on June 17th. We have received one public comment ahead of the meeting. I think that was included in your packet. It was a very simple, um, I have no opposition to this. With that, I'll answer any questions. Yes, ma'am. Um, I guess I'm a little bit concerned about the size of the parking, given the size of the building, and what I presume is going to be going on in that building. That's sure. a lot of parking spaces. Sure, so what we see there is 53 parking spaces, if my memory serves, and you're welcome to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they, the, according to the size of the building, what would be appropriate for this lot is 44 parking spaces. 
And so the developer has, um, at this point, increased to 120%, which is what we allow um, within the zoning ordinance, or 20% above their calculation, which would be 53. So we simply <coughs> review based on the ordinance and what is specified there. And at this time, they're in compliance. Yes, sir? Now, the, when I drove by, there's a substantial masonry wall to the south of the property. Is that part of uh, Shade West? It is. So that's not, uh, this, the, this plan isn't seeking to change that. That remains under the control of Shade West. Mm -hmm. If they want to leave it or take it out or do whatever they want to do with it, right? Correct. Okay. Sure. Uh, can you go back to the site, please? Sure. The, uh, you, you mentioned the, the trash area yes. that, or the, the dumpster, mm -hmm. that, that's that right there, yeah. Yes. Um, I know that was put there for accessibility, but I guess the one thing that it's right up against <coughs> the residential district sure. um, as well. What kind of, is there, is there going to be within a concrete area? Is there going to be any kind of screening that, my, my concern with having it there, of course, is it's right next to a residential sure. district. Is there a better place for that would be my question. Sure. In terms of screening, um, it is screened with a plank style surround, just like we see in a lot of other developments. But in terms of sound um, buffering, I don't believe that is a part of the plan at this time, but it would be a great question for the developer. I like to, yeah, have that answered because it just seems like there's a better place for it than right up against a, a residential backyard. I second your thoughts on that. Other questions? Oh, thank you, Nicole. Okay, if the uh, petitioner uh, would like to come up and uh, address the commission, presentation or comments is fine. Please stand on a blue mat, state your name and address, please. Uh, my name is Troy Grunder, I'm with Rowe Professional Services Company. Uh, my address is 1316 Wakefield Drive in Midland. Um, I don't have a ton to add, um, Nicole covered most of it. Um, as you, you may or may not know, Dr. Nash has a current practice here in town and is currently outgrowing that practice. Um, she plans to add one additional physician um, in the near future and up to two more um, down the road after that. Um, as far as the site plan goes, um, the, the main entrance is off of Wackerly. Um, as you can see in your, on your site plan, um, utilities will be connected um, on Wackerly as well, there's sanitary and water out on Wackerly. Um, stormwater will be detained on site and, um, and enter the city's stormwater system um, on Wackerly Road as well. So um, picking up yard um, drainage in the front and back with yard drains, everything in the parking area is proposed to surface flow into the uh, depressed detention areas on the east side of the site. What is the depth of that? The depth of the parcel? Of the uh, detention pond? Uh, I believe it's three, it's three feet deep. So the top bank is at 621 and a half. Uh, the outlet's at 618 and a half, so it's three okay, feet. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Lowell, you got a question yeah, on the dumpster? Yeah, on the dumpster again. If you, okay. um, I mean, is, if I were to say, can you move that to a better place then? And yeah, is there yeah. a, you know, a better place on that lot you can find? We can certainly discuss that. Um, as Nicole said, it is screened with a with a wood plank. Um, yeah, but it's still up against a you know a dist residential correct, district. Correct. That's my and, um, and those are prone to complaints because of noise and obvious smell and stuff like that. So the yep. further away from a district like that would be best. Sure, we can so. explore that. Is that something, uh, Grant, that uh, 
we could have some say so on that tonight or it is i think um, there's a couple of things ordinance requirements that that need to be uh, avoided um, it can't be in the required front yard and so moving it closer to wackerly of course you have that front yard distance that you'd have to comply with um, and then where exactly it would go um, um, on the site, it could potentially go over by the, the garage. That's, that that's, was my Possibly use the garage, the garage as the, as yeah. the buffer. Um, I think if we, if there was some, I don't know if the applicant has any thoughts tonight, kind of off the cuff, but. Um, Are you talking north of the garage? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, the issue with that is, is just maneuverability of a, of a truck getting in and out of there to be able to, to dump that. I mean, that's, that's a <coughs> concern, I think, on, on our end. Um, yeah. But we're certainly but willing to be that. You have trucks maneuvering up to, you know, very close proximity to, you know, to houses. So the sure. further you can keep those trucks away would be better. But so. So the, um, right, so with that, um, a couple of things, uh, I, I don't think it would be wise to have sort of a, a very blanketed um, contingency that would be added to, um, to the discussion this evening. Um, because of course that could leave it up for a bit of interpretation, but um, I think um, is the request simply just away from that property line that immediately adjacent, is adjacent to residential? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean that that just it strikes me as a you know uh, you're going to have complaints. Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not a fortune reader, but I can guarantee you having it there and having truck traffic up against that. There's not a lot of room. I mean I can't determine the exact distance, but it's probably, what, 50 feet or so, maybe from the backyards, you know, something like that. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That or at a minimum, I, I mean, you mentioned it's going to have like the screening, you know, the fence, the, the wooden fence screening, mm -hmm. have it more substantial, something to deflect the noise, you know, mm -hmm. from going south, like a concrete, you know, type barrier. A masonry. Would make some sense. Right, right. You know, I mean, if I lived there, I'd, I'd have that concern, you know, I wouldn't want that right adjacent to my backyard mm -hmm. if it didn't need to be there, mm -hmm. you know, on it. And I don't think it needs to be there. I think the, it, the, the area by the garage, yeah, I think would be, you know, would be suitable for it. Maybe that garage could kind of come down a little bit. You know, it looks like there's a little bit of room there for it. The garage could act as a barrier, you know, for noise. Because trucks come down, lights are on, there's, there's a lot of clanking and noise going on. I mean, it's, you know, I think, I think we could avoid a problem here by having that. Right I agree there. with you. And I think it would fit between the pond and the garage and they could still access it very nicely and it wouldn't bother the neighbors. Yeah. yeah, that's it's about. Looks like be about ten feet from the fence. So the my, my two thoughts would be a better, more substantial barrier to deflect, uh, you know, noise and lights and things like that, or have it north, move the garage a little bit and have it north of the garage, and I think that could be a, an administrative action. Mm -hmm. You know, in my mm -hmm. in my view, if you're agreeable to that. Right. So I think. Um, so if if I'm understanding you correctly, it would be um, relocation of the dumpster away from uh, the <coughs> residential. Uh, to the satisfaction of planning staff um, mm -hmm. or something of that nature where we would yeah. explore the op option of moving it over towards the garage and um, out of the, the setback distance from the residential, that 25 feet. Yeah. Is that a contingency or a recommendation or what? Yeah, I think you'd we... want to have it be added as a contingency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Is there an or to that, or masonry? Or where it's located right I now? Could, I would accept masonry, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, but I would trust, you know, Grant and staff to come up with the right, you mm -hmm. know, right conclusion, you know, on mm -hmm. this. But you know, as it stands right now, I wouldn't approve it. So right, 
Okay, so, um, so it's kind of the two-part, or not two-part, but sort of the options would be um, relocation away from the residential, uh, adjacent to the residential, or um, buffer, or um, mm -hmm. wrapping with a masonry or other type of concrete yeah. barrier. Okay. I think moving is the most important part so that the odor does not carry over. I'm sorry, but the then on the weekends it begins to stink. So, mm -hmm. you know, they shouldn't have to put up with it. The garage is a logical buffer for it. Yeah. You know, not it's to, not to, not to overtop buffer. this, but I think, sure. it, you know, to me, it, 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 if it's there because of convenience for truck traffic, that's also a detriment, in my view. Mm -hmm. You know, and if it could be moved up by the garage, the truck traffic would be that much further away from the district, and it's going to make a, what, what looks like a very logical turn, you know, to pick up the dumpster. Um, noise is that much farther away, you know, it's more centered into a commercial district, so it seems to be a more natural fit to me right there. So um, you want a contingency with both, move yeah, and brick, mm -hmm. or just move? I could, a contingency to have the administrative staff, you know, review it, and, and uh, but those would be my two, you know, recommendations, either a concrete more, or more substantial barrier, if that's, you know, I don't think a screened, those picket staggered, you know, type, Type things that you see, that's not going to do yeah. it. You know, you're still going to have noise and you know obvious stuff there. So to me, it should be more substantial, like a concrete type barrier. Yeah. You know, Gale? that's there or movement. I, I agree with what he said. I think that fence between them and the and the residences needs to be very firm and not yeah. not slats you see through and all that kind of stuff. It has to have a sound barrier there. Yeah, and that's yeah. only appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, I think it's a, it's a very good site plan um, from, from my perspective, Yana. That's just my, my one issue. Sure. <laughs> and Chairman, I think it would be appropriate, I think, since we kind of have a options of, yeah. to get the feedback of the applicant, um, if they do want to speak to uh, the discussion that's taking place. Sure, yeah. Sure. My, my only comment would be, um, you know, the existing masonry wall between Shade West and the proposed site is, it's a substantial, you know, six-plus feet tall masonry wall so there is there is a barrier there um, I'm not sure if that changes anybody's um, opinion or not no doesn't change mine a bit to me it should be higher I mean the, you know the, yeah. the, the dumpsters are probably going to be again they, they, they get lifted up right mm -hmm. and you know so there there should be again if it's concrete I would call that a good start okay <laughs> But I no, think there should be something there a little more substantial to deflect again the, you know, I mean, use your, I guess, use your creativity on it is what I'm saying. I'm just, you know, throughout the years, I, I can imagine that at some point somebody's going to have a legitimate, you know, complaint about, you know, trash pickup, you know, there where noise is bouncing into a residential neighborhood. So think about how you can, you know, curve that, that sound and that light pollution and things like that away from that and we'll hopefully avoid complaints. As well as the attraction to unmentionable people. Yeah. Other uh, comments as far as moving the location? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll look at some options, I guess, and, and discuss that. So. Okay. Anything else, other questions for the partitioner? Yeah, you, uh, is this regulated by other agencies other than like building codes, for example? Is this a medical facility that's regulated by uh, you know, state agencies or I things like that? don't believe so, no. Okay. And I have some questions about hours and, you know, just the nature of the practice. Sure. Can you answer those? Uh, that would probably be better for 
Is Dr. Nasher here? Oh, she's here? Yeah. Okay. Maybe she come up for mine. I mean, they're very quick and easy. I just you want to step forward, Dr. Nash, and <laughs> we can't have the answer from the audience. Yep, up there, blue mat, name and address, please. I'm Dr. Jennifer Nash. Uh, my address is 2285 Rolling Ridge Drive, Midland, Michigan. Um, <clears throat> So the, um, the practice currently, we're open Monday through Thursday, um, mm -hmm. 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., and that's the plan to continue on as okay. far as the hours. Um, there will be three medical uh, providers in the office myself. We're hiring another physician who's joining in September of this year, um, so she'll be in the new, new building once it's built and a physician assistant. So three of us providing um, medical services, a dermatology office. Yeah. How many support staff then, roughly? Um, I think we have 11. Okay. And, and is the 53 parking, is that in line with, uh, you know, what you'd expect and the buffer or why? Uh, I think we were anticipating potentially adding on to the practice down the road. So if that were to happen, we wanted to have adequate parking for, uh, available. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's probably a little bit more than what we would maybe need right now for the three providers that okay. we're planning for. Okay, is, uh, are you providing like emergency treatment after hours or say like dermatology? I don't know what dermatology is in that much detail, but you don't deal with like emergency burns or chemical burns or those kind of things? Or? We wouldn't be in the office after okay. hours ever. Oh, okay. Um, no. So you don't need a UPS or generators or backup power or any of those kind of things for your practice then? No, I don't believe so. No, we we wouldn't be using the office at all after hours. Okay. You know, so it would be pretty much five thirty, six o'clock at night. It would be nobody's going to be there anymore. And so it's you, all outpatient. And you have no need then for uh, narcotics or anything like that to be stored on site. No. Okay. That, that's all I have. Okay. Other questions. No other questions? Thank you. Okay, to move on to the next item. Uh, is there any public comments in support of the petition? Comments in support, please step up. Uh, Blue Matt, name and address. Warren Ziegler, 2815 Shade West. I have the condo, what would be the farthest northwest. I'm the very last one around. If I look out my uh, window and stuff, I would see our wall and I would see the roof and stuff of the building. I'm very pleased what they're putting in the uh, office service. That's what it was supposed to be to begin with. I'm very pleased you guys voted the other one down. Uh, this is what the property was supposed to be for. Uh, her extra parking spots. I've got a building, I got a business here in town. A couple extra parking spots are very nice to have. I did the same thing. I added an additional parking area and I'm about maxed out myself right now. <coughs> Excuse me. 
the only question I have related to the building would be on, you know, let's see, can somebody help me set this up or how do we do this? <laughs> I'll show you the area I'm looking for. We'll get the projector up here in just a second and if you just keep it right on mm -hmm. that white sure. box, it'll pop up okay. on the screen. Okay. My condo would be right over here in this area here where my thumb's at. Let's go that way there. So with the all wall and stuff in that area, uh, I'm going to be screened from most of the light and the stuff coming down, coming off their property or driveways. Uh, the only thing that might be was the ov overhead lighting and stuff, and it sounds like you guys got that concern taken care of. On the design of the building, what is going to be over here in this corner of the building? Is that kind of a drive up or a drive through or something like this? Okay. That's the only question I had is how they was going to, would they be driving directly at, at my house to shine the lights in, in the windows? Related to the only other thing, the dumpster, I think that's an excellent idea to move that. I have video cameras and stuff at my office and my shop. And every time the dumpster comes at 4 o'clock in the morning, it trips my alarm, and it's both visible and audio because of the, the garbage trucks are very loud. Uh, this would, I think Jim, uh, Jim lives right in, uh, in this area, Jim Wright, and that's probably about his bedroom window would be right behind there. So I think that's an excellent idea. That will drive somebody crazy. The beeping and the backup buzzers and everything else, that close to somebody's bedroom. So I am extremely pleased the, what it's going to go to the office service and no other complaints. Mr. Uh, Ziegler, um, to answer your question, at one corner there I'm looking at the uh, plan of the building mm -hmm. and it looks like there's a staff lounge that comes out and there's a doorway there that you right. were kind of referring to. I and then there's an office the on the front corner of that. Yes, that's kind of what I was looking at. The, and your front views, and I'm probably going the wrong direction. Let's go this way. But it doesn't look like there's a driveway to get to that, right? They'd still enter through uh, Wackerly, right? Yeah, That's we can the have the petitioner yeah. come up, but just This was the area just here I was that. kind of talking about uh, on that right. particular view. So that's the north view. That would be the nearest my section of the condos. Mm -hmm. We'll have them address. It looks like a patio outside okay. the staff right. lounge, but... Right. Nice building. Thank you. Want to have the petitioner address that, or um, I think let's wait for let's wait for rebuttal. Public comments, and then okay. we'll bring the petitioner back. Great. Up. Other uh, public comments in support? No. Okay. Public comments in opposition to the petition. Comments in opposition. No. Okay, now the petitioner can uh, come up and give some uh, final comments and maybe answer the questions about that corner that Mr. Ziegler was referring to. Sure, so I believe the corner that he was actually referring to, yeah, it's right back here. Mm -hmm. And that is indeed a, a concrete patio area. Um, there is no drive-through or any, okay. anything like that. On the opposite side of the drawing. Actually, um, so I think the question is relates to the overhang that's shown on the right 
side of the south image, and I think that's the main entrance. That's the main entrance. It's a pedestrian overhang. And based on your plan view, where is that entrance? The main entrance? Southwest corner? So the main entrance to the building is going to be right here? And then the staff patio that you're talking about is back here? Yeah. It's the northeast corner. Okay. No, not really. Yeah, North is that way. So this is yeah. the south corner side of it. No, but where the entrance is. You have a question for the petitioner? Or? No, I'm fine. We're just trying to figure out directions here. <laughs> okay, okay. Any questions? No, thank you very much. Okay, time to close the public hearing. We're going to close uh, the public hearing. Okay. Right. And deli liber deliberation, possible decision by the Planning Commission. Yeah. Well, my only thing, maybe I didn't hear, but did we allow for comments against? Yes. Okay, fine. Yep. Then I will move we waive the rules of order for uh, action this evening. Second. Okay, we have a motion to waive the rules and a second for us to consider this tonight. Um, all those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. That motion carries. We will consider this tonight. Okay, comments, uh, questions for grant and deliberation here. I think as long as what we've just discussed is uh, down in black and white and <clears throat> followed, I think uh, it looks like a good plan. Um, I realize that it's difficult sometimes for those trucks to get in and out, but a truck versus people, I'm in favor of people. Thank you. So we would add that as a third contingency, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. so, uh, correct. So relocation or improved mm -hmm. uh, um, screening of the existing uh, uh, dumpster. Correct. Yeah, right. Before a motion, we're going to need some wording for that. Exactly. Just mm -hmm. a little something. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, I think as long as our motivation is uh, solely to accommodate the residences uh, to the south and that we're not causing unnecessary burden to the applicant. Right. Um, right. Which I believe we've heard we haven't. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm agreeable to the three contingencies and approving it. Yeah, better to do it now than well into the building. <laughs> I agree, I'm in support. Okay, yep. any other comments? Well, I'm glad we got a Office service use going in there. Yeah. Right. Okay, do I hear a motion? Do we have wording for that third contingency? Are you I'm writing something? Just working on that. Okay. So, <laughs> so we'll delay a few seconds. We got, we got to talk a little, <laughs> yeah, talk a little longer. Good jokes later. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so the third uh, contingency I would propose as relocation of the dumpster away from the residential district or enhanced screening to the satisfaction of the city planning department. There you go. I agree. Yeah. Okay. With that, I'll approve site plan number 387. Recommend approval. I have a second. Got a motion and a second. Grant, you want to take a roll? Yes. Rogers? Yes. Masik? Yes. McLaughlin? Yes. Kullinger? Yes. Hannah? Yes. Bain? Yes. And Mayville? Yes. That motion is approved 7 0. 7 0. Approved. We're all set. Thank you. Okay.
Now we move on to any old business. There's none listed. And public comments unrelated to items on the agenda. Doesn't seem to be new business. Um, we don't have anything on the agenda, Chairman, but um, one thing I do want to talk about a little bit later is actually the cancellation of our June 25th meeting. Um, and customarily, we do um, appoint a nomination committee for officers of this body um, during that meeting. And so um, I would propose um, that there would be discussion now to have um, a committee, usually it's three people, uh, that meet ahead of our first meeting in July to recommend um, the two positions of the body, which is chairman and then vice chairman. Um, Mr. Hine, who is our current chairman, is terming out, um, and then, um, of course, this is your second year yeah. um, as vice chairman, so I don't know if there's any volunteers that would want to jump in and participate in that. Okay, Mr. Panasic. Yep. Jump in. And Kohlinger. I'll volunteer to serve on the committee. Okay, and Bain as well. So those are the three, Bain, Kohlinger, and Panasic. Yeah, just that small piece there we talked before the meeting. That saves us from a meeting in two weeks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thanks, you guys. Well, for that, I like seeing you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get to see Wednesday, for, right? Just for that, <laughs> we do five-minute meeting, though. Ray should be That's just enough. Okay, just to see your smiling face. Many ways to expedite this meeting. That takes care of that. <laughs> Yes, yep, that does. And of course, um, we do have a special meeting coming up that next day, the 26th on Wednesday. Yes. Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about that at the report of the planning director. Okay. Communications, we do have a planning and zoning news on uh, roundabouts. One of Gail's favorite topics. That's correct. And actually, you may, you may notice a familiar name. Uh, Brad Strader um, is one of the um, uh, authors of the magazine. And he actually has been in front of this body, talked to us related to traffic um, access management out on Waldo Avenue, um, and um, was very involved in the Center City Redevelopment Plan that was just finalized um, over in uh, the South Saginaw Road and Circle District uh, within the city. So very familiar with Midland, and um, it's a very interesting read. So hopefully you'll have a chance to look through that. Good. Uh, next item, report of the chairperson. There is none. Go now to the report of the planning director. Yes, we actually have not had a city council meeting since the last time we met. Um, and so uh, we do have a couple of things. Uh, we actually have five items on the agenda for Monday night city council, two of which are just actions to set public hearings on the two conditional use permits that were proposed at the last meeting, the Brubaker um, plan, and then the um, Grove Tea Lounge outdoor seating. Um, and then at this upcoming meeting of the city council, we'll have the site plan, um, drawn a blank on actually what the site plan is, but we, I know we have the zoning petitions for the Panasic property right at the corner or near the corner of uh, Joseph and, and Jefferson, as well as the conditional rezoning of the parcel owned by Osmond out on Sturgeon. Um, those will be two of the largest um, items that we'll take. So it will be busy Monday night, and then I'll come back in the beginning of July and report on the action taken there. What is this uh, special meeting on the 26th about? Yes, so the special meeting on the 26th is in relation to um, the Indian and Buttles corridor in downtown. It's a joint meeting that's going to be with the Downtown Development Authority Board. And so the meeting itself is going to start at 6.30 and the beginning part of the meeting will meet in the chamber. Um, it's not going to be a, a televised meeting, but of course it's a public meeting, so anyone in the public is welcome to attend. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the road diet um, uh, trial that's taking place on Buttle Street, and then we'll actually leave the chamber and go out onto Buttle Street and walk 
portions of the corridor um, to try and uh, have a better visualization. It's going to be a, a similar type of work session that we've done in the past. Um, of course, it will be with the DDA, and so there'll be the participation of their board. Um, but the goal behind the meeting is to try and start to talk about concepts um, and long-term vision for Buttle Street, but also for Indian being the two one-way pairs through the downtown. <clears throat> you said that was six, six words, it's still open for options? We are, absolutely. It's Thank a, goodness. Yes, so, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. So one of the things that I think is important to remember, and I know I've said this in front of this body, but I think just for um, possibly the sake of our viewers, is that what's happening now is, of course, a trial that's taking place. And it's um, really to determine, is this something that can be done based off the modeling and the um, data that's being collected by MDOT. Now then, what has to be determined going forward, if it can be done, is whether or not it should be done. Ultimately, that's a decision that City Council is going to render on whether or not they think it's, it, it, it would be a good thing to, uh, to go down to two lanes as opposed to keeping it um, at three or what it is previously. What, um, about, what about having them both? both two-way streets again. So that is actually uh, not part of the consideration, and by and large, that was an alternative that was explored um, through the MDOT study that took place back in 2017. And ultimately, what was determined is that the traffic loads and volumes that are on both of those streets, you wouldn't be able to accommodate simply just putting half on Buttles and half on Indian. You would have to do all on Buttles. And um, in order to accommodate the, the entire traffic lanes, you would have to have a five-lane. Um, uh, cross-section, which would require um, um, acquiring of right-of-way and expansion of the road um, through there. So ultimately, that was determined to be un, uh, not feasible um, based off the traffic loads and uh, the models that um, were explored so at I the time. I don't understand why that traffic load is that heavy. I really don't. Because, well, that's, because I remember. Sure. Okay? I, I remember. Yep, and that's and, a... And the traffic load at that time was what is now called Saginaw Road, which was US 10 that all that outside traffic from other towns did not come down through the town, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know why we got stuck with this thing. Um, because it doesn't make good sense what has happened. Mm -hmm. You're, you've, you've lost blocks and blocks of decent residential area due to the traffic. We're gonna get and an that doesn't make any sense. Talk about it on the it does not make yeah, absolutely. any sense. Absolutely, no, and I do appreciate the, um, bringing up the, the changes in the traffic volumes, because certainly downtown Midland is, is a, um, a very different place for ch um, volumes of traffic compared to even the 1960s and 70s and back when yes, the, it it the change yes, was made in the 1960s. So the purpose of the beginning of that meeting is to really lay um, some background, some history that we'll talk about at, at the beginning. But then what we want to do is get out into the corridor. Um, and we think that it's going to be valuable to have uh, the experience as a pedestrian out there. Um, is going to be part of it, since a lot of times the experience that most, I think, Midlanders have in that corridor is just driving through. And of course, if you're on your own two feet or if you're on a bike or if you're using some type of mobility device, um, your experience through that corridor is, is very different. Then wear something bright colored. That could be good, and good walking shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you I discuss the history, you're going to talk of, uh, about the traffic loads and what the current service is and maybe what it was? Yes, so what, we'll, um, what we are in the process of doing is pulling historic um, traffic information um, for counts that have been done back into the 1980s is when most of our records at the city is, is located, but we've also reached out to MDOT for more information for them as well. Yeah, I'd like okay. to see um, maybe if you got some historical maps because, you know, we talked the last time about, you know, where the corporate headquarters was, and I think it even might have connected to Bay City Road and oh, some yes, of those back in yes, the day. Yes, it did. Yes, and, it did. you know, give us a feel for how that evolved. Absolutely. Right. If it's available, I don't want to, you know, 
turned anybody that on. Is, that's part of the information. One of the things we were, um, as staff, were challenged by or challenged with by the city council at their last meeting when this was discussed was really yeah. to pull together um, a lot more information regarding not only the history of the yeah. corridor, um, how it relates to um, the objectives that are within the city's master plan currently for the downtown district. Um, but there's really six areas that are um, part of the objectives of this study and um, two of which are traffic volumes and safety. Those are both being reviewed currently by MDOT, but there's the four others that I think um, have a bit been lost in the conversation that we really need to start to think about, which is the context-sensitive design. That's kind of to your point of uh, our three lanes, um, the right type of context and the right type of traffic load and the right type of speeds that are conducive for a downtown district. Um, there's the mobility um, piece, which relates to not only mobility of, of vehicles going through the corridor, but also trucks and uh, sugar beet trucks and other things that use the, <laughs> the corridor, as well as non-motorized users. Um, and so trying to accommodate holistically all of the users that could be on that street that maybe aren't today, but could be in the future with the right design. Um, and then you have the economic development piece, which is, of course, um, there's parcels that are currently vacant and um, the market kind of determined that they weren't um, they weren't very good for residential purposes. Um, and so what's the next future of that? And what the master plan is really calling for is mixed use through that corridor. And so what would be, um, what would be a context sensitive design that would foster new economic development and new development Without through there? Without driveways into the road. That's also could be part of the discussion as well. Um, so the other objectives, um, I think, are what we're going to start to unpack little by little. This will be probably one of, um, of an, maybe two or three other meetings with the DDA. Um, but being that the Downtown Development Authority board is heavily um, considered or um, focused on the downtown district, that's why we're doing the joint meeting. Now, let me just them. ask you a question. You know you have another area of town, two other areas of town that are commercial. One is along Saginaw Road, and then there's the mall area. When you're looking at just this, that's one thing, but if you're gonna really do the job right, you've got to look at all of that together mm -hmm. and how it meshes and what could be done to better relate those things. Mm -hmm. um, you understand, uh, let me just give you a little history. I was born and raised here. My dad was partner in a store downtown and decided he wanted to get out where the traffic was, which is Saginaw Road. So he bought a place and had a store up there. So I watched the development of this as I'm growing up. And then I went away, and then I came back to town after college, and I found one-way streets everywhere. And I found traffic mess. And I don't understand how that all happened so fast in a period of four or five years that created chaos. Now, it straightened out when you went the one ways, one way and one way the other. That helped an awful lot. But there creates a problem then, and so now Ashman is one way, and then Rod is one way, and then these down here are one way. How many of these one ways can we tolerate in the town and have people be comfortable moving around downtown? I just think we need to, to look at a little bit of that part of it. It's fine if you're young and you're agile and you're used to change all the time. What about the people that have been here most of their lives? Have you asked them? What is convenient for them? Not just because I own a store, I want this. No, let's look at all the population and see. Because when you are older, and I am, 
it's not as easy to make changes in your mind when you leave your house when you were used to going a certain way to get there. Do you follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think this, that the plan is, is good, and I think you're starting right, but I just think you have to encompass a little bit more value, if it were, as I would call it, to the people that are using the roads and not just the people that have stores. I, that's my comment. Okay. Yeah, well said. <clears throat> Thank you. We'll move on to the uh, next item. Items for the next agenda. There are none right now. Is there a cutoff date? Uh, we have passed the cutoff date, so we have not received any um, applications, and so we would be recommending <laughs> that we um, cancel that meeting on the 25th. Okay. We don't need to make a motion to do that. Or? No. Okay. Okay, good. And then the last item. Anybody? Move to adjourn. Second. Right a second. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed? Oh, motion's carried. We're adjourned. This program is presented by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland, Michigan. This presentation coincides with programming on Midland Government Television, covering government affairs in the City of Midland.